Hey guys, welcome back to the Confused Gentleman. This is episode nine. Uh, and like a few episodes before, Kit went ahead and, and sabotage, took over our episode, kind of talked about a few things on mental health on his end. Uh, today we're going to be talking about kind of a, a, a sore, I don't want to say sore, but a very important and deep topic uh, that WD and his families had to deal with and many families uh, all over the world. So we're going to make sure that we're respectful, make sure when we listen in, uh, that we get the whole view of things. And let's just hear uh, what WD has to say today. So Dubs, you have the floor. All right, guys. Well, I appreciate you uh, kind of let me take over for this uh, podcast for episode nine. Um, yeah, what what I've uh, Christians alluding to is uh, the month of October is um, Pregnancy and Infant Loss Awareness Month. Um, specifically, October fifteenth, which is today, uh, is when it's. Um, I won't say celebrated, but when it's recognized uh, on a specific date in October. And so I, I felt doing a podcast on this um, was important. Um, I've never really, besides talking to some therapists, I've never really talked about this outward, besides with Lucy and uh, the therapist. But um, just to give some background on um, what we're going to talk about today, uh, back uh, uh, just over three years ago, um, we lost our son, um, Hudson Warren Smith, um, on August 9th and it was a complete shock. It was, um, not known. There was nothing wrong with the pregnancy, uh, throughout the whole nine months. Everything was great. Um, but that the day before, uh, Lucy had mentioned, it was kind of our, in the evening, Lucy had mentioned, that she had, she didn't remember feeling Hudson rumble around, uh, you know, being almost, you know, right at full term. Uh, he was moving around quite a lot. <laughs> so um, that was a little alarming. So we called um, the, the, I guess, the tele-nurse or tele-doctor. And they were like, you know, here's a couple of things. Play some music, drink a, a carbonated beverage. Usually I get some jumping. Um, that didn't work. So... We were like, let's let's you know their their advice was to go to the hospital just to just to do a check. We actually just had a um, a checkup the, the day before, and everything was great, healthy, heartbeat, everything. So we get to the to the hospital. Um, you know, on the ride there, you know, Lucy's, you know, she's she's nervous. You know, she's you know, I think already uh, maybe expecting this could be bad, but hoping it's not. The optimist that I am, you know, I'm just trying to tell her that, you know, everything's going to be okay. You know, this is, you know, it's just, they're, they're going to find something and, and they're going to, um, you know, make sure everything's okay. And, you know, deep down, you know, there was a little in the back of my head, you know, I was like, I really hope this doesn't turn out bad. Uh, so we get to the, we get to the hospital. Uh, they put us in a room and, you know, everything's a kind of a blur. Um, that night leading into the birth the next day. But from what I, you know, what I can recall and, and all is it took them a while. You know, they, they searched and searched with the ultrasound to try to find a heartbeat. You know, they, um, you know, they were telling us certain things like, you know, Oh, it's just taking a minute. We'll find it, you know, trying to, to, um, keep us uplifted. But, um, as the minutes ticked by, it was like, 
okay, what's happening? What's happening? What's happening? And I'm not sure how long it took, but, um, you know, the, um, we were, you know, holding each other's hands and all, and the nurse looked over and said, we can't find a heartbeat. And when you hear that, obviously you're not expecting that to come out of the nurse's or the doctor's mouth. And so you don't, I, me personally, I didn't know how to take that. Um, I started crying, uh, with Lucy. Um, and honestly, I don't really know what happened after that. Um, I know that we were taken to another room, um, where you would actually have the babies and, um, we, I think I called my parents. I let them know, which was extremely hard to do. Um, because, you know, no one was expecting this. And uh, so going through the, that night, you know, once we knew uh, what, what happened, we didn't know exactly what caused it yet. Um, <clears throat> Lucy didn't sleep a wink that night. Um, I was in and out that night um falling asleep not knowing what to do what to say to her how to comfort her because obviously this is something we've never been through um I'm, and i don't even know of anybody that's been through something like this where it was a full-term uh pregnancy and so um they induced her um either that night or early in the morning and um hudson was born um, in the afternoon and, um, like with, uh, our oldest, we didn't know if it was gonna be a boy or a girl until, uh, he came out. We had two names picked out and, and it was, it was a boy and, you know, the, the nursing team, the, um, uh, birthing mother, I can't, uh, remember the name right now, but, um, she, midwife. they were great midwife. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Um, they were great. They were very supportive. Um, we got to hold him. Um, they didn't try to take him away, anything like that. So we, we were able to hold him as, as long as we wanted. Um, we held him throughout the day. Um, we were fortunate that her parents were able to come. Um, they got to meet him. Um, and the worst part of that day besides learning the fact that um our child had passed away um what she passed away from it's called the true knot uh it was a knot in his cord that is a lot of babies survive off that um it's very rare according to the doctor it was very rare for um for that true knot to lead to death um <clears throat> I don't know the exact percentage, but it's extremely, extremely low. And so the, the, the hardest part besides finding out was me walking with the funeral home people, uh, that evening carrying Hudson, um, to a car that is taking him away. We'll never see him again. Um, That was, that was very hard. 
and I'm getting a little choked up, and I was, I've told myself I would try not to uh, during this, but that was, yeah, that was, that was probably something I will never, I hope I never feel again. Um, it's something that, you know, I'll always remember that feeling of what it was uh, carrying him out there. I, like I said, everything is kind of a kind of a blur with those couple of days, and then um, there was a uh, we actually had uh, him cremated um, at one of the local uh, funeral homes, and uh, he was uh, buried down in my hometown of Sylvania, uh, Georgia, um, at a at a plot in the city. Um, he was on September night, so a month after um, he was buried down there, and it was it was great to see the the family support, the friends support um, that that came in. I guess that's a good thing about being from a small town is when things happen to people in small towns, the community gathers around you. You know they 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 feel for you and they they try to do their best to understand how you're feeling, but it's it's tough uh, unless you've experienced it and you don't know how it feels. And there, to me, there is a difference between um, <clears throat> losing a, a, a baby as a miscarriage to having a full term stillborn uh, loss. Um, I feel like there, there's definitely a difference, even though I've had this conversation with Lucy um, a couple of times is, uh, there's some groups that we've joined and, uh, <clears throat> for, uh, for, for loss and grieving. And, um, you know, some, some people, have, it's not for stillborns. It's for, if you've had a miscarriage or, or whatever, however you lost your, your child. And, you know, people will post like, oh, you know, so devastating, you know, losing my child at, you know, 20 weeks or at, eight weeks or, you know, 10 weeks, you know, early to, to late. And, you know, you know, Lucy brought it up to me. And she was like, how can they be that devastated when, you know, we had a full term healthy boy until that point. Um, and, and I would <clears throat> counter her with that. That's probably the most traumatic thing that's ever happened to them. And I don't think I don't think you can compare the traumatic event of what we experienced to what they experienced, as in like an apples to apples type thing. Um, just because they and I would never wish this upon anyone, but they would never, you know, having a miscarriage, having a stillborn, is two totally different things. And good, yeah. To, to be clear, I, I know you keep saying full term. Wasn't the due date like the next week? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's so, yeah. So he, that's what I thought. So if people are listening, like it's not like they were thirty-two weeks or thirty-three weeks. It was very close to the expected due date. That that is correct. Yeah, it was a full term, um, stillborn. Yep, yep. Um, but yeah, it's 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 just um, the going to the grief counseling and all after this. Uh, the first one we ever went to. Uh, was definitely not the right decision. Uh, obviously, we didn't know. Um, there, are, I guess, 
I don't know the proper way to say it, but there's different types of grieving uh, groups. And this one that we first ever went to, it was mainly older parents that lost their children when they were in their 20s or 30s, you know, uh, of either a, you know, suicides, murders or cancer, you know, things that happen. Um, and there wasn't a person in there that was like us at all. You know, I think the closest one, the, their their child maybe was in their 20s or something uh, when they passed away. That group by far was not what we should have went to for our first one. Um, that was not helpful at all. I don't even think Lucy spoke at all. I'm the one who spoke in that one. Um, that was definitely not helpful. But uh, we went to a couple of um, uh, psychologists and all and that I, I think that helped with the grieving process um obviously lucy's way of dealing or her grieving and my grieving have been two totally different things um i hold everything in naturally uh, i don't get emotional um about too many things and so and you know lucy she you know wears her emotions on her sleeve it's you know it's everything and I don't think it helped that I <laughs> uh, wasn't showing outward the grief as much as she was. Um, I think she knows that I grieve and I still grieve to this day, but in my own way um, to where, you know, she will, you know, I think it's still really tough for her to talk about Hudson without, um, you know, tears coming out. And uh, I think she can talk about him and about what happened, but, tears will be flowing while while that's happening and it's it's really tough when you you're around other people with with kids and they come to you like hey you know um how many kids do you have of course we always say three because we will never not include hudson and that count um but then you know they see henley and daphne and they're they're like well where's your where's your third and you know sometimes it doesn't get to that that question um, but when it does, you know, I I tell them, I say, well, our son is in is in heaven, uh, you know, and we you know, I, and I usually just say we lost him, you know, right now be just over three years ago. So I would just give that timeline. I don't, you know, only people that I'm close with would know the details. But um, I think it takes people they they kind of don't know what to say after that. I'm one of yeah, and and, <laughs> and 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 I think I realized that is when you can't. I guess you feel like maybe you can explain more how you would feel about it, Kip. But I feel like when I tell someone that and they don't really know what to say back, it's either they don't want to offend me, they don't want to come off as uh, someone not caring, or They're, how you can't respond to it, you. You called and told. I remember when you called me. I was I just left home for work. I was over the, the overpass for the interstate. We never talked to each other on the phone. The only time we have talked on the phone is when I told you we were pregnant, right? And other big time events. So I think yeah. I really think the last time we talked on the phone was three years ago, or yeah. relatively close to that. And when I saw you called, me knowing the due date was coming up, I thought, I thought. You know, 
Hudson was born. Things were great. So when I answered the phone, I was in a joyful mood. Mm-hmm. And then you tell me that. I remember that. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, I'm sorry. And that's all you can say. But mm-hmm. you, you don't. And as one of your best friends, I had no idea what to do. And mind you, like, you know, I would imagine like, okay, if we lived in the same town, you know, I would have been over. I've been in support of, I would have made dinner. I would have gave you a hug. I would have, whatever. Right. But when you're five States away and your best friend kind of tells you, you know, the devastating news, you're like, what the hell am I supposed to do? What the hell am I supposed right. to say? I, 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 to this day, I still don't know, you know? And, and I think your response of saying, yeah, we lost one three years ago is probably the best response you can do. And as, as someone on the outside, I, I, I think, I think you just go down the, the, the obvious of like, Oh, I'm sorry for your lost. And that's a shame. And you, you, you find your way over to the beverage station and get something to drink. Like, I really don't know. Like, what would you want people to say? I, I think that, and, and I'm, I'm speaking for me personally, I, Lucy may you know feel differently, but, uh, in response to that, you know, I feel like, yeah, I, I'm sorry for your loss. Um, I think that's, I mean, honestly, I think that's the only thing you really can say, unless you've experienced something like that. Right. You know, we've had that happen where someone's like, oh yeah, you know, we, we lost a child, you know, maybe not in a similar manner, but at least, you know, they, they have experienced some sort of, they have some sort of empathy with it versus just like, I'm sorry. Cause I know definitely for me, I like, kind of like you, Kip, what do you say past? I'm sorry. That's going to make it any better. Right, because right. obviously you want to be like, I want to make this better for you because I know it's such a traumatizing thing. But like, at no point can Kip and I be like, I know how you feel, you know, because that's just not yeah. true, right? And it's and it hurts too because I know Kip being your best friend, you don't want your best friend feeling that way, you know. So obviously it's difficult for other people in it because you don't have an answer to after I'm sorry. Does that make sense? Yeah, and I you think don't. that's difficult too. What were you gonna say? I, 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 no, I, I, you're right. I don't know what you can say. I mean, when you contrasting that to, you know, a grandparent passing away or someone who's older, it's it's usually I'm sorry for your loss, but they lived a good life. They were an influence mm-hmm. on people, and you start. But when you have a baby, you 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 can't. There's nothing to attribute to try and make it sound better. There's nothing you can do outside of just putting the arm around the guy, give him a hug, and say, "If you need to talk or if you need support, I'm here for you. I'll do what I can to help you." Yeah, you know, right. But but I mean, in in what like in, in I wanted to touch base with what you said about Lucy and how. You know, Someone who loses someone that twenty weeks versus herself, and, and, and I think you have the, the the perfect response to her. Of like, they've experienced the most traumatic thing in their life. You experienced the most traumatic thing in your life. The two are not equal. Correct. You know, there's 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 no scale of devastation that you can attribute it to. So I think you give her the best response that that she could probably hang her hat on and kind of keep in the back of her head to not kind of get. Upset and angry at them I was like, I went through this. You you can't feel as bad as I did, right? 
right? They're two separate situations. Yeah, and, you know, and the reason I bring that up is because there are a lot of people in those groups that, you know, they, they post, and it's mainly like Facebook groups and stuff like that, they, they post, you know, these really, you know, drawn out, like, you know, we're so devastated, this is terrible, blow, you know, all of this stuff, and, and rightfully so. I mean, that, like, they, they are experiencing that, and that's what, and they feel like this is the most traumatic thing that's right. happened to them. But then when we're looking at it, you know, we're thinking, like, you don't know. You didn't hold your baby that was, you know, right. <laughs> being born. Like, you yeah. know, I, it, it's hard just to, to, to put it into words, but, and, and that's something, you know, me and her will probably always disagree on because she, she doesn't see it that way. And obviously I don't know what it's like for her as the mother and I will never know. Mm -hmm. And I, I accept everything that she is grieving and has grieved about, even though I may not show her how I'm grieving or I'm not grieving the, in the, in the same way or the same magnitude, magnitude. Right. Um, you know, I, she knows that I, I'm there for her with anything like that. And I think that's, that's just something we will never agree upon is, is seeing the difference in, in those two scenarios. Well, did, did, I don't, do you still do this or have you done it where you, um, those, those marathon runs or those, those five K's or whatever. Didn't you yeah. used to do those? Where, or you do? Are you talking about the, for the infant loss one? Yes. The, the angel walks. Yeah. Yeah. We're actually doing one this Saturday. <laughs> that's, okay. So I knew it was yeah. coming up. So, so I wonder if that's kind of part of your grieving process that you go through, you do this run in honor of Hudson and, I gotta imagine you, your thoughts go wild while you're just running. I don't. I can't imagine you just blinked out, just running no, the run like you, you did you, it, like like you, you did it when you're on your cross country team. Like you, like you're right, running yeah, for you, you're running for a different purpose, and that might be one of your main grieving options. You look forward to this run or walk or whatever, and it's that that's your way to feel consoled consoled with yourself. Yeah, I, I think you, you you hit on a little bit there. Um, the whole event going to the to the Angel Dash um, is the the leading up to the race is what um, is really emotional for me. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a whole wall where you get to write you know write his name or anything you want to to say. There's always um, some kind of token of remembrance that we get to take home as well. And the race, I mean, it's it's uh, it's good. I mean, I, I like running. You know, that's that's fine and all. But um, I think it's just that is a way for us to, to show him that you know we do love him. We we are honoring him because we I won't ever get to run with him. Mm-hmm. And that's and that's another thing I wanted to, to, to talk about is is the industry that I am. I see parents and kids all day long. Yeah, and seeing a, especially seeing a dad and their son come in, just them, not with the mom, not with daughters or anything, but just a dad and his son come in. I always think, no matter how busy I am, nothing. I always think about Hudson at that point. It's like I will not get to experience that with 
what they're doing, going out or going to a game together, or just being a father and a son. Right. You know, like, I won't get to have that experience. And I love my daughters, and <laughs> you know, I'm I'm happy that they are. Um, all this one is into sports and things like that. <laughs> like I, I do, but I won't get that experience of my dad and I had right growing up. Yeah, they ain't gonna be like uh, those two girls would not be the favorite child. <laughs> you know, it, I, I, you don't know, like you say, you don't know how, you don't know anybody else's devastation and problems. And the few episodes ago when I sabotaged and I talked about how I had the postpartum depression, you reflect back, you know, like, you could, I wouldn't be surprised if you're sitting there like, shut the hell up, Kip. Like, like you know, your kid's there. I understand you're going through a problem. But same kind of thing is like with Lucy saying, comparing the two, you know, 20 weeks. And then here I am bitching and moaning that I got this problem when you have a much bigger problem. Like, it makes me feel like an ass a little bit. Right. But and, 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 go, ahead. go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, I was gonna say that that that's that's my counter to that. It's like you shouldn't have to feel that way because right. you know we would never wish this upon anybody. Like no right. no one wants to experience that, and it puts it you, into perspective though. Like when you when you hear a story like what you're what you're sharing, right? It puts things in perspective to what really matters and to what what's important and I'm, I'm very thankful that I'm in a different mental place now than I was a few years ago. But you know, to anybody listening to this could be going through something so minute now and they, they just look at it and they, and your story could be inspirational to others to, to fix whatever they got a problem going on or to reach out for help or to, talk about it or even to assume they went through the same process to get angry, to get, to go through the stages of grief, to see a counselor, mm-hmm. to get pissed off, to ask why me kind of questions. And it's going to help somebody. Yeah. And that's, you know, that was one of the first things that, um, I think we talked about Lucy and I was why did this happen to us? Mm-hmm. Why did you know we we believe in God? We believe in Jesus, and it's why did He take Hudson away from us? Mm-hmm. And you know, my belief is God always has a plan for everybody. And those nine months that we had with Hudson, you know, that was that was what He was here for. Right. I I don't know those. I don't know the answer. You know, hopefully one day I'll find out, mm-hmm. but I, I don't know that answer. And that that's something that we still think about every single day is like, why did this happen to us? Why does something so rare happen to Hudson? Right. When the day before we, he just had a checkup and everything, like literally everything was fine. And that's another difference between an earlier miscarriage where people could justify the loss by saying things such as, you know, maybe there was a genetic problem. Maybe there was this type of issue. Maybe, you know, you say God knows what's best, X, Y, Z, blah, blah, blah. And they can put a book in and, and help the grieving process. 
right? Completely different story with you. Yep. Yeah, and even, you know, like I said earlier, it's, you know, it's been a little over three years um, since that day. And it's still, you know, it's still tough at times. Um, I don't, I'm not going to say it gets necessarily easier because I, I feel like that's not doing him justice, but. More accepting? Maybe more accepting, but he, yeah, more accepting. Um, you still have those times where, like, like I said, seeing a, a dad you know with his kid you know and I, it just you know it just pops up in my head it's like yeah. i will not get to experience that and and that's nothing against that parent or that son that it's not their fault it's they you know they they have each other they love each other which is great it's just something i will never experience right specifically right um and that's and, that, and that's tough for me being you know especially with the relationship i have with my dad coaching me up uh, throughout grade school, you know, always being there teaching me handyman stuff that I still use today. Um, <laughs> you know, that, that, um, you know, that I would love to, you know, to teach, you know, Hudson, but, you know, I have Henley, I have Daphne. I can teach them things. I can show them how to play a sport or, or something, you right. know? So. And I think, uh, yeah. And I think, too, I know, like, so, you know, guys, y'all know, I don't have a kid yet. And um, right. that's that's my biggest fear is getting pregnant and then losing my kid. That, that, that's my – and honestly, it's, it scares me to even think about, you know uh, – and, and I remember talking to you, Dubs. I think, like, Henley was, like, acting a fool one night, like, getting her iPad or something, you know. And I kind of, like, jokingly but really did ask, like, if you would have kids again, would you do it? Because I was kind of like, man, I'll, you know. Then I was like, I don't know, if, you know, kind of 50-50 on the fence. And you were like, absolutely. I'd do it. All. I would do it again 100%. And, right. And I think that's – and that always stuck with me because – I knew I always wanted kid, but that's but you know what happened to you that that scares me to my core, and it's but you know with with our situation though it's nothing that you couldn't have prevented it. There was right. nothing wrong done at all, nothing. It was just there was just a chance, and we were unfortunately it it, it happened to us, right. and so I mean I, it shouldn't I the 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 reason for you know for me for this podcast was first to be able just to get this out. I, I've never, I've ne- like I said earlier, I've never really spoken this, I guess, outwardly about it uh, to anyone besides Lucy and, and the therapist. But um, it's definitely not to instill, instill uh, fear or, or anything like that. Like, you know, like that's, and, and I know I'm not saying, you know, you specifically or anything, but I just, I just want, you know, this is what's happened with us. This is the, something the, that's so rare. The bigger ta- the bigger takeaway is to know that there's other people out there like you. There's other situations. So what what you've gone through, the chances are there's somebody out there that has gone through the same kind of process. And I'll, uh, Dubs, yeah. have you have you met other parents who have had yeah the not happen to yes. you? In the- um. Well, 
Uh, or part of a group or something like that. Uh, we we yeah we've met some some people with with uh, stillborns. Not maybe not necessarily the true knot, but something happened. Okay. Um, and actually, some of the groups the groups are not. You know how big Atlanta is. There's uh, Lucy's part of a couple of uh, Atlanta groups, and honestly, there's not that many people in them now. Whether or not they're they're looking to have an, an outlet. To, right. to to grieve or to talk about certain things, but um, the groups are not that big, and 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 rightfully, I mean, having a stillborn is, as no matter if it's a true knot or if it's if it's something else, I think it's rare. You yeah. know, it, it's definitely not a high percentage. Um, but you know, we've met, we've actually went to um, uh, there was a park we went to where it was a group of of people who have lost. Um, children and and whatever was miscarriage or stillborns um and that that wasn't good for 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 us and lucy just because we were the only ones i believe maybe one or maybe one or two or three of the people there that actually had a stillborn the rest were miscarriages so we we felt like we couldn't relate yeah you know um yeah you know, i i feel bad that i don't know well, not yours. The story I'm about to say. My aunt and uncle had a kid who passed away. I don't think it was a stillborn, but I want to say she was alive for less than a day. Mm. Um, I I cannot remember the details. It's not really talked about. All I know is I had a cousin that died at birth or near birth. Right. I know where the, I know where the gravesite is. That's all I really know. So that's the closest I could get to having a, a story similar but I know they I know she was I know they had to deliver her and I think it was within hours or, or half a day or something but yeah they had to well, bury her and, and yeah. I never talked to my aunt and uncle about it I've right. never I've never heard they never talk about it so I, maybe that was part of their process too they, they grieved and they just kind of yeah it and, is what and, it is yeah and there and there's people that you know they would rather not necessarily keep it hush hush, but either a they don't know how to to speak Talk, about it, yeah. um, and or they don't want to make it awkward yeah. if that's how they feel. Um, but to us, you know, we want to make sure that Hudson's included in everything, whether you know friends, family, wherever. If he's like, oh yeah, you know, they have three kids, you know, or we have right. three grandchildren, um, or you know, and I, three I, cousins, I'm, whatever. So and I, and I I told you this too. I still have trouble saying, like you have three kids. Right. I always, I always default to two, and I can't. I don't know why I have this mental block to to say three. But I think it leads to the whole the process. Of, like, do I say they got three, and then, oh well, one's passed away? Or do I like? I don't. I don't know. But well, I, I find it interesting that I just default to it. And I don't know why. <laughs> well, well, for us, you know, specifically, we. You know, we want him to be included, so right. know, it's always three kids or three grandchildren, you know, whatever right. it is. Um, but there's another kind of thing, a misconception is, you know, some people, you know, they'll, when we tell them, like, oh, hey, you know, we, we've we've lost a child, they're like, oh, well, at least you didn't experience years or, or, or yeah, years with him of, you know, all these memories. Yeah. You know, and it's like that's 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 not that's not it. <laughs> like that's right. that's 
that, yeah, that's, that's, that's not the point of me telling you that we lost a child and that we still um we lost a child and we still you know claim claim that we have three and for you to say that oh at least you didn't create memories and then lose them that's it's not it's that's a it's a, that's a weird thing to say too it's mm-hmm. really weird like, like but people people do they do but again i think that's them trying to justify feeling a certain way i i well i, I, I don't really think, think i don't think they i don't think they have ill intent i don't and, and, think and, that at all and i think it's just like you said that's how they are um, I mean, rationalizing I guess, it in their head right. I, I, as I guess, processing it. I guess, like on an objective measure, there's less emotional connection with less memories. Ergo, it's better. I was like, no, it's not better. Right. It still sucks. Yeah, yeah. It's like that sucky <laughs> thing the, would suck less doing this. And you're like, no, it still really <laughs> yeah. sucks. Like, there's not a right. like what you said does not help in the slightest. You know. Right. Exactly. Right. And, right. And yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, it's kind of one of those things, all you can say is, I'm sorry, right? And just be present. I think that's a big thing is just, I mean, like you said, you had a bunch of support and things like that. Obviously, Mm -hmm. people have to be okay with not knowing what to say. If you're just there, I'm sure that means the world because you don't always have to have the right thing to say all the time, right? And and – and I think that's – I really think you brought the point. If I was down in Georgia with you when this happened, I feel we would just end up at a bar drinking and i just sit next to you. Right. Mm-hmm. And whatever whatever happens, whatever is said is said. But I'd be like, I'm taking you out. I got your drinks. Let's go. I, I, I mean I honestly think that would, that, would, that would happen, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean that's the only thing I would know what to do unless I was like, let's go smash golf balls and get some anger out that way. I mean I don't, I don't know. But it, yeah. you know, I, I can say I was never, I was never angry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think I was ever angry. I think I was very sad and just wondered why. Yeah, you know, I wasn't mad at God or, or you know, for for taking Hudson away, but I, I think it was just more like, why us? Why, why? Yeah. Did we have? Why did we go through nine months of pregnancy of healthy baby? Yeah, and then this happened. Yeah, you know, and I mean, hopefully, like I said earlier, hopefully, you know, I can get that answer one day. Um, but you know, I if if you know anyone's ever experienced listening to this podcast, if anyone's ever experienced anything like this or something, you know, you know, similar. You know, there, there are, you know, groups out there. There's, you know, you can contact me, uh, you know, on Facebook, you know, we can get in touch. Um, but there are, you know, groups, you know, there's great therapists. We had one um, that really helped us. And even our uh, midwife, um, she was, she was really good. Um, I think she was really good uh, with Lucy and all of that. And this perspective, you know, with my story I shared is a lot from my side of it. And there's obviously mm-hmm. another side, uh, with my wife, Lucy, um, that is, it's the same and different, uh, with how we grieve about this, yeah. how we still grieve about it, uh, which rightfully so it's totally different being the mom. Yeah. You know, a hundred percent. You're, you're 
feeding this child. You're taking care of this child for nine months and then it's taken away from you. I can only imagine what she went through or what she goes through currently. But I think, too, getting to it, though, I mean, you have two beautiful daughters, right? You have a great right. family. Mm-hmm. I think you still include Hudson, but you but you do a really great job at including him, but also including your daughters as well, right? Like, I think you do a really good job at loving them fully and also loving Hudson fully. A hundred percent. And, you know, and they, it's, it's, it's really great. They... They love him, even though they've never met him. We actually, we did not allow Henley to come into the hospital room to see Hudson. We had Hudson um, for a while, probably seven hours or so before um, I had to walk him out. But uh, we made the determination for her not to come in. And we've thought about that. And it's like, maybe we should have. You know, she, she's asked, you know, and I think she's understanding more as she gets older. She's five now, but, you know, she's asked like, oh, when's Hudson, you know, coming out? Um, You know, when am I going to see him? Damn. And (laughs) that's tough. You know, and it's like, what do you say to that? You know, and we we're up front, you know, it's like, well, you know, he's, he's up there with grandpa, you know, my, and the, you know, my my dad actually passed away six months later after Hudson passed away. But um, so we tell him, you know, hey, he's up there with with Grandpa, and that kind of you know they 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 understand that, and um, and even Daphne, you know, she's just over two now, and she though she goes, I love my brother Hudson. She just said that tonight, um, and also so it's you know we're we're definitely like you said, Christian. You know, it's 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 love for every single kid. It's not where we're so wrapped around losing Hudson that we're ne- neglecting or just not showing as much love to the other two and vice versa. It's not that at all. They, they, they know they're loved. Hudson knows he's loved and they know we, they know their love collectively. Good. Yeah. And I think that's good. Cause you know, I think Kip and I can both attest. I think you're a great father and I think you do. A good job doing that, and and I just think it it would been really easy for you to just focus on one thing, right? But the fact that you go beyond that and make sure that, like you said, everybody knows they're loved and everybody is loved, right? I think that attests to you and your character and your uh, ability as a father and a husband to to make that distinction. Um, I, 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 a hundred percent, uh, you know, proud of you for that. I, I think that's awesome. I appreciate that. Thank you. But yeah, Kip and the, uh, no, no, I, I just more or less, you know, again, you know, it, it sucks. It happened. I wish I could have been down there for you to help out any way I could, but I, I think you've done the best that you can in, uh, in a, in a horrible situation, but like with with Christian says, you got two beautiful girls that you'll have plenty of memories to make, and you, you know it, they'll steal the show as well. And I think you can take some solace in in knowing that you know your dad's up there with him, probably 
teach them everything you did. And, you know, <laughs> Probably. <laughs> being, you know, I, I've met your dad a few times and, and the good mm-hmm. old uh, Southern gentleman he was uh, in 50, 60, 70 years, whenever you join them, uh, you're going to be in a little bit of trouble for <laughs> with the two of them, because <laughs> I, because I, because I, I think you've been a little bit more sophisticated since your early days in your teenager years. So I think you've grown out of the right. southern husband. So it's going to be a fun time. <laughs> yeah, I think so. And you know, guys, I do, I do appreciate you allowing me to kind of commandeer this this episode um, on a topic that you know it obviously hits it hits home. To, to us um, and um, you know I, I just appreciate that because I, I don't like I mentioned earlier I don't outwardly express a lot of emotion and a lot of things that happen to us and it's, it's, it's honestly it's going to be really strange to hear this after after we produce it and all um, it's going to be really weird to, to, to hear me talk about this Um and I didn't go into to detail about everything. I could, I could talk for two more hours on this. You know, just just everything that's happened in the past three, little over three years. So, um, but again, I I do appreciate it. Um, of course, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, for letting me take uh, over, C- Christian. You're on deck for the next takeover. So, hope you got a story. <laughs> I, I, I got some stories. I got some stories. They could be and and it and I know and I know that um, you know this the subject has been a little bit deep and you know and and I don't say dark but it's just it's just deep it's 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 a, it's a subject that you don't hear a lot about but I do like every other every other episode I would still like to do a dub nugget okay okay um, cash it in um because that's I I feel like you know it it'll, it lightens everything up it, it it ends the the show as well so right. um so this dub nugget is um it's about traffic lights Huh. Okay. Okay. And so, you, you know, we're we're all driving. We sit at red lights all the time, right? So, the average person, how long do you think they waste their life <laughs> sitting at a red light, waiting for greens? Their life? Yeah. How how long? Throughout their whole life. One and a half years. Okay. Uh, two and a half. Two and a half. Okay. Well, it's y'all are. On the over. On oh, oh, um, oh, I'm glad it's, it's actually, over. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's six months. So, yeah. So, um, they average the time. Um, it's about 75 seconds you wait at a red light when you're there. Um, Interesting. And it counts for about 20% of all driving time. So, that's how they came up with with those. Interesting. Wow. That, that stat. So, I thought that was pretty neat when I read that. I tell you what. I will not be waiting six months at a red light. I will be running that red light. <laughs> <laughs> and I will take that ticket happily. <laughs> and three months in, I'm gone. Like, it's not... <laughs> oh, that's great. But yeah, guys, yeah, I mean, good show. I, I think, WD, thank you for opening up to us. Uh, I think we all appreciate that. I know I speak for Kip that... Most definitely something we understand you don't speak a lot about, uh, but we know that you probably touched some people today with that, and I, and I think that's huge. And, and of course, like WD said, uh, you can always reach us on, on Facebook. 
Uh, if you want to email us directly, it's confusedgentleman at gmail.com. Uh, we'll have it in the description as well. If you need anything, if you need anybody, we encourage you uh, go to counseling, go talk to somebody. Uh, it may be hard to talk about, but it's definitely something. Uh, grief is not a weakness. It's definitely something that we can move through. And if you ever need to talk to somebody, us three idiots can most definitely talk to you about anything. Okay. Uh, Y'all have a great day. Thank you again, guys, for listening to the Confused Gentleman podcast. It's episode nine. Uh, Go ahead, like us, subscribe. Tell us what you think. We love feedback. And we'll see you on the next one. So y'all have a good day. See you guys. Peace out. See ya.